0: You're listening to The Reconditioned Podcast, and on this episode, I speak to best-selling author Kate Northrup about how to do less and achieve more in parenthood and business. So keep listening for all things wellness and growth.
1: Your personality creates your personal reality.
0: Authentic
1: power is when your personality comes to serve
0: is the body is one ecosystem. You can get to the root cause and everything goes away. Welcome to the Reconditioned Podcast, where I use my knowledge and expertise of over a decade in the wellness and transformation world to take a deep dive into what makes us thrive as humans, I'm Lauren Vacneen, leading wellness and transformation coach. And following my remission from the rheumatoid arthritis I'd had for 27 years that left me wheelchair bound by the age of 18, I created a unique coaching combination, conflating physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of self to create true, long lasting well being in all senses of the word. This podcast is one of the many free resources I've created to help you achieve the same. Whether you're suffering from chronic illness, raising children in a world of conflicting information, you're an entrepreneur wanting to step into your purpose, or you simply want to feel empowered and motivated to become the best version of yourself, join me along with expert guests as we uncover the most actionable and tangible ways to recondition ourselves back to wellness. This season of Reconditioned is sponsored by Block Blue Light, the world's leading supplier of blue and artificial light blocking products, including blue light glasses and blue blocking lighting solutions. Blue light blocking products aim to alleviate digital eye strain, improve sleep, and optimize health through mitigating the harmful effects of artificial light from screens and modern lighting. For a 10% discount across the range, visit blockbluelight.co.uk and enter the code LAUREN10. Thank you to Block Blue Light. Hi everyone, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in again. I genuinely i am so grateful for everyone who chooses to listen. There are so many podcasts out there and when you choose to listen to this it makes me very very happy so thank you. So today's show was a real winner for me because I am a bit of a fangirl of Kate Northrup which I actually tell her at the beginning of the episode. For many things, kind of her approach to life and her approach to business, her approach to motherhood and also just her sunny disposition. When I've ever heard her on other podcasts or watched her videos she just lights everything up and as I tell her in the show I wanted to be her BFF for that reason so hopefully that will happen now (laughs) but failing that regardless it was a really lovely exchange she is very real as well so she has this amazing sunny disposition which makes me want to be more like that and I think positive people inspire us to be more positive which is always needed but also she's going through a difficult time at the moment and she was very open about that which I really like talking about surrender and I think that's really Kind of pertinent. We all need to learn a bit of surrender at the moment because of the unknown. There's so much unknown which we're all struggling with. But she talks us through her whole do less mentality and how to utilize the time that we have better, how to really make the most of our time and be able to get more out of life by doing less. And who doesn't want that? So it really is a lovely episode. Just generally, whether you're in business and taking on kind of her do less for business advice, or whether you're a parent and taking that up, or whether you're none of those, it really is just a kind of a lovely episode to listen to with lots of inspiration and motivation for life generally. And speaking of surrender, we're living kind of in a time at the moment where I personally am finding it very, very difficult and, and trying really hard to stay positive amongst this burgeoning kind of cloud of doom that's just over us. And I don't want to feel like that. I'm trying really hard to keep my vibe high, despite everything around us seeming seemingly making that quite difficult because you know for me it's kind of all this information coming out about the lack of freedom and choice that really does it for me I find that very very difficult so I'm really in this kind of transitionary phase at the moment of spending a lot of time trying to keep my vibration up and it's an effort you know it's not coming naturally to keep my vibration up at the moment because of all this information so I'm really protecting myself from the information and trying to create my own reality you know so every time I hear these things I'm kind of I'm not shutting off from it I'm acknowledging that they're they're happening but we can create our own reality by kind of being within our own energetic field and creating what's happening within our own energetic field and projecting that to another person who might project that to another person and that is all we can do it's just energy everything is energy so the only thing we do have control over is our energy and what we project into the world so that's what I'm trying to do at the moment I've created my series of meditations which you might have seen on my YouTube channel which is Lauren Vaknin which aim to do that to keep our vibe high by working on our inner child healing and shadow integration, reprogramming limiting beliefs, meeting our spirit guide and then some kind of easier ones just a relaxation meditation, a sleep meditation and a white light healing meditation but all of them were created with the intention of helping us all to move into this space of high vibration so I hope you enjoy them feel free to subscribe to the channel because I'll continue adding more videos and as usual if you enjoy the episode please share it with anyone you think who might benefit from it because the best way for people to hear about podcasts is word of mouth that's how I hear about the podcasts I love and of course feel free to rate and review if you enjoy it as well because that helps other people to find us. So without further ado here is Kate Northrup So I'm here today with Kate Northrup as an entrepreneur, best-selling author, speaker, and mother. Kate Northrup has built a multimedia educational platform that reaches hundreds of thousands globally. She's committed to supporting ambitious women to light up the world without burning themselves out. Kate teaches data and soul-driven time and energy management practices that result in saving time, making more money, and experiencing less stress through her Do Less Planner, her programs, and her books, Do Less and Money, A Love Story. Do Less was named one of the 100 best time management books of all time, and Kate's work has been featured by the Today Show, the New York Times, Harvard Business Review, Yahoo!, Forbes, women's health, glamour, and many more. Kate lives with her husband and their daughters currently in sunny Miami. So, Kate, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: You're so welcome. So, full disclosure, my reason for having you on the show is really a selfish one because every time I hear you speak or I see one of your videos, I'm like, this woman is my spirit animal (laughs) and I have to somehow make her my BFF. So, that's really why you're here. I hope that's okay. Yes. Awesome. But also, obviously, because you have some amazing stuff to teach us. So before we dive into all that incredible stuff, my community really enjoy hearing about the guest's life um, and how it came to be um, and how you came to do what you do and your background and all of that stuff. So I'd love to hear you take us through some of that.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, in terms of the work that I do now, around helping ambitious women to light up the world without burning themselves out, um, that came to be just totally by accident. I mean, honestly, all of the things that I've ever done career-wise were not particularly um, on purpose, which is weird because I'm definitely somebody who believes in like, you know, purposeful living and creating a life that you love on purpose, but I don't know, there's sometimes there's God and goddess have a bigger plan that wasn't in mind what we had to even, you know, my first book, money, a love story. I just was like, did not ever plan to be an author. And then
0: wow. I got
1: asked to write a book and I was like, well, I've got these couple ideas. And they were like, how about do the money one? And I was like, okay, great. <laughs> it wasn't, you know, it was not like yeah. how, you think it would go and then that that, after my first book money a love story came out I really was in a creative dry spell I just all my other colleagues who had had books come out at that time like were going on and publishing their next books and you know forging ahead and I just was like I've got nothing else my publisher wanted another book and I was just like I have nothing else to say And I'm not going to be one of those authors who just publishes book after book after book that's essentially the same thing, but under a different title. Um, (laughs) Because that happens a lot in the personal. It really does. In the spiritual. I was just like, I think it's weird. Um, So from an integrity perspective, I was like, I'm going to need to wait until I have something new to say. And it took freaking forever It was, it it felt like it was forever. Um, In the meantime, I got married, I got pregnant. And during my pregnancy with my first daughter, I just was so tired. Like I've never been so tired in my life. And then I, uh, the birth, my birth with her was um, quite rocky. Nothing like I had planned or intended. And she was ill afterwards um she had really really severe eczema and um we we had such a first a year that was so hard that first year of her life um I had postpartum insomnia postpartum anxiety mastitis she like didn't sleep she would wake up every 10 minutes like screaming and bloody and you know I was like changing bloody crib sheets all the time I mean I was just like this It's like a scene out of a horror movie. This is not what everyone talked about when, you know, when it comes to having kids. And so during that time, I was under so much physical stress, emotional stress, and um, so much exhaustion, you know, run of the mill, first parent, first time parent exhaustion, then also with a sick baby. And we only had 10 hours of childcare a week because at the time, I don't know why, but I thought I should be able to just like do this all myself Mm -hmm. With, with my husband, with my husband. Um, but you know, I was like, Oh, there's two of us. Like we shouldn't need, you know, somebody else. Um, and what was so wild is during that year, you know, I could barely keep my head above the water, uh, in terms of just logistics and keeping myself and my child alive. However, when we sat down with our accountant at the end of the year, we realized we had made as much revenue in our business We'd made just a little bit more, in fact, than any previous year. And we had been working less than half the amount of time. Wow. I was like, wow, that's amazing. So I don't want to go back and repeat this year for anything. However, maybe, like, what was I doing my whole adult life, working so many hours, if I could have made more money working less? And so essentially... Over time, I just thought, maybe there's something I could repeat. Like maybe there's something we did that I could repeat and teach on purpose. And so over time, the Do Less methodology was born of a lived experience of working less and making more money, but also of really a, a practice and a study of how can we improve our results and our joy and our satisfaction and our impact um, with less efforting
0: Mm. and it's amazing how you say kind of you weren't searching for that purpose and these things kind of get introduced to us or thrown at us like something that's meant to be our purpose is just like hey Kate you know this is what you're meant to be doing so what was your business at the time was it related at all to anything like that Yeah, so it
1: was based on my first book, Money, A Love Story. So I still have the course, uh, my signature course, the Money, Love course that has sold over 5,000 units and helps people get out of debt and increase their um, abundance. And we had some other courses and we did affiliate marketing. So it was like similar in terms of structure, but a little bit different content.
0: Yeah, (laughs) So the Do Less book, it's really a breath of fresh air because actually when I heard about it, I thought, what's going to be in this book that's going to be able to give me extra hours in the day? Like how, what's it going to do for me? <laughs> yeah. But actually the tips and suggestions are so tangible. There's really things that anyone can do no matter kind of who you are and how much you work or don't work or, you could have three jobs you know they're all things that kind of any anyone can do and also for me what I like very much rooted in the mind body approach with kind of that spiritual aspect that you very subtly but tangibly bring to I think everything you do that I can see um and yeah I think like so much of the book really resonated with me moving into your zone of genius but I think you've got a different term for it what was the term
1: I don't know. I mean, I I think zone of genius is a wonderful term. I love that from Gay Hendricks, his book The Big Leap. Um, but really, your the your highest and best use of you, or your, you know, I don't know what I call it. I call it a bunch. Of <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, the twenty percent that gets you eighty percent of the results, according to Pareto's principles, it's, it's all the same thing. Um, oh, your vital few. Is also, and I, I call it, I got that from Darren Hardy, the publisher of Success Magazine.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think essentially, so what it came down to in the book and not taking away from all the other great stuff, and people should still definitely read it because I can't, you can't kind of narrow it down. But essentially, it's be in your zone of genius, know yourself, and simplify. Um, and so many great tips within that. Um, but another thing that I took from it, which I kind of want to open up here with you is asking for help. Cause like, why don't we do that?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's complicated. So we have a culture that really celebrates strength, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. You know, it's wonderful. Um, and we also have a culture that associates worth with how much we do. And so if you are raised in a culture that tells you that your worth is dependent on how much you do, and you happen to also be somebody who is, was not born in a body that is celebrated as the norm and the standard, which is a white heterosexual assigned male at birth, you know, cisgender male body. If you are anything other than that. You are automatically docked points by our society, which is patriarchal, homophobic, you know, all the things, right? Mm-hmm. So I would imagine many of the people listening are not straight, white, cisgender males. Though if you are, you are absolutely welcome here. I am married to a wonderful one of you. My father is, <laughs> you know, so this is nothing against that person. It is just that for the rest of us who aren't that person, we also have this added layer of having lived in a world that from day one has told us that there is something inherently wrong with our bodies because we are not the standard body. Yep. And so we have been trying to consciously and unconsciously make up for the fact that we were not born in the body that is, it, that is celebrated as the standard and so we have been trying to prove our value, which we could never prove in a system that doesn't value us to begin with. So that's like a whole other thing. And then at some point we realize we need help with something. You know, we have a brand new baby, we have some, uh, you know, some sort of, like I, I when it, for me, it's like financial modeling, like I'm trying to do this financial model in my company. And I'm just saying, I don't know how to do that. you know. So then we, we have been a moment where we have something that we cannot do by ourselves. And we are so deeply encoded to believe that the more we do, the more valuable we are. And we are trying to prove our value so desperately in a culture that doesn't value us. Of course, we're not going to ask for help because mm-hmm. asking for help is raising our hands in this in this paradigm, it's raising our hands and saying, I am not as worthy. Mm. So we're not going to do that. So we have to break completely out of that paradigm and stop believing that our worth is dependent on how much we do. Because if we stop believing our worth is dependent on how much we do, then asking for help is just like asking for help. It's just like eating a sandwich. It's like it has nothing to do with our value as a human. It just, you know, because we all need help. To, mm-hmm. to be human is to need help. We all need help. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of being human.
0: Absolutely. I remember when I um, when we decided to get an au pair. And for me, the idea of an au pair was like, no, I'm not gonna have an au pair you know, I wasn't raised with au pairs, and why would I have an au pair? And and then I realized I needed help. And the most economical way of doing that was having an au pair. Um, you know, running a business and trying to maintain my remission. But I remember when I told friends, I was almost like justifying it, you know, no, no, she's not a nanny. She's just no pair. She's not, she's not here all day. She's not here to stop me being with my child. She's just, you know, here to like share the load. And I remember justifying it. And now I'm very much at the point where, and I still get this from friends or people that I know every so often. Oh yeah, because she's got a nanny, she's got a housekeeper. And I'm like, Okay, and then I'll and I'll I'll justify it for that person who's got a nanny, and I'll say, why is that a problem? Don't you think that if she can afford that, and she can do that, and she's doing that for herself, that's great? And I guess it's getting back to that point of us accepting and and saying to others, no, that's okay, because really yes. we should be back in this village mentality. Well, we that's should- culture yeah. shifting. Yeah. Right.
1: So we uphold the structures that are keeping us all exhausted and disconnected by bad-mouthing other people who have support. Yeah. It's really sick. And I love that you pointed that out because I know we've all sat in circles of women where that's happening. And some of us have participated and some of us have, have not, have just not said anything. Yeah. Right. And I love that you are saying something to interrupt the pattern, right. To just be like, Hey, Like, why are we crapping on other women? Maybe we should just be lifting one another up and celebrating what someone has as also a sign that it's possible. You know, like I, this whole idea that, that somebody else's happiness or success somehow takes away from our own is Mm -hmm. is just ridiculous. It's just like, doesn't work that way. Um, And in fact, we can enhance our, our own joy and success and, and abundance and, and uh, you know, pleasure through celebrating what someone else has and appreciating that because it actually literally changes our vibrational state so that we are experiencing that same thing in that
0: moment absolutely I'm so I mean I've really tried anyway to move into that in the last few years just knowing that that raises my vibrational state if I'm doing that but like you say you know it's breaking down those paradigms we hold them ourselves because we're like if someone's told us or made us believe that if I'm superwoman and I'm the super who does everything and does crafts with my kid all day long but still manages to work and the house is spotless and all of that I'm super mum then I fit into this paradigm that society has created to tell me that I'm good enough and, and like you said we're the ones upholding it why are we doing it so it's just yeah. I hope that these conversations slowly slowly start breaking that down um, and, and, you also talk about surrender and I think that's a big part of it. I, you talk about that in your book and, um, talk me through that. Cause I'm a bit of a control freak. I've got to be honest. Mm, me
1: too. I'm
0: a recovering <laughs> control freak, Yeah, which is, ironic. Me
1: I mean, it's so hard. Like, so right now I'll just be really honest right now. My husband is sick. We were talking about it before. Mm -hmm. Um, he got really sick when my second daughter was born and struggled for about nine months. Um, and he's sick again and it sucks. And I'm like totally in this place of just impatience and resentment and just like, I don't want to do this. This is not what I signed up for. I didn't sign up for this, you know, but here we are, right. It's happening. And so, um, my friend, Dr. Shafali Sabari, uh, at the beginning of the lockdown, like in March, 2020, um, I was just losing it as were many people, um, as many people still are. <laughs> and I was like, Shafali, I, I'm, I'm just losing it. Like, and she just got on FaceTime with me and she was like, Kate, you are making this harder than it needs to be. I said, really, like, how am I doing that? And she said, because because at that point, I was trying to figure out, I was like, okay, well, if I have to be home with my kids trying to work, like, I can do it if it's just like through April, or I can do it if I know it's just through May, or I can do Um, it if I know it's just going to be over in June, right? Like, as long as I know how long it's going to be, I can do it. Like, I can keep it together, but I have to know when it's going to be over, and she just said, you have to stop that. This, she said, this, Kate, this is your life now. Your children are now part of the furniture and you now work in three minute increments. And she was like, you need to just surrender to the is-ness. Like, this is what is. And I gotta tell you, nothing, ha- nothing shifted in my life these, everything was exactly the same, but it was like this instant feeling of like, oh, I could stop adding extra stress by trying to control the situation. Mm -hmm. And I could actually just be in the situation and I don't have to like it. I don't have to be like, oh, this is the greatest thing of all time. But by trying to change it all the time or trying to figure out how I can get out of it, I'm adding extra layers of friction. And so when it comes to surrender, you know, I'm just like very much in this place again, where I'm just like, this blows. <laughs> so, you know, trying to figure out, okay, well, if it's only going to be, how many months is it going to be that he's going to be sick that, you know, whatever. It's like, I don't, know. I just don't know. So we're just going to be here and sit in the suck of it and just be like, this is what our life is. And I'm just here in the isness so that at least... I don't miss the beauty of what's happening right now, you know, with my kids and my husband and like, here we are in Miami. It's pretty beautiful. And there's a lot, but it also like, it's not trying to candy coat and be like, oh, this is happening and this is bad, but at least over here, everything's okay. The truth is it's okay to just be like, this sucks. And that can be part of the surrender too.
0: Yeah. And it's really refreshing to hear you talking about that right now, because that is what's going on in your life right now. So often we hear, you know, I was like this and then this turned around because this happened and now my life's peachy. And the reality is, is that no one comes out of something like I came out of my, you know, having a 27 year illness to go into remission to seven years later, be diagnosed with trigeminal neuralgia, which is the most devastatingly debilitating thing which I'm working through um at the moment as well and um thank god okay at the moment I'm working with an incredible shaman Mm -hmm. and um I I just keep and I I try to use that that kind of narrative although I don't have the pleasure of being able to call up Shafali Tabari to give me (laughs) wisdom which would just be great maybe give me her number that would be that's awesome. why I'm sharing it because it was like I try right. to tell that story as much
1: as possible because I'm like well actually what happened is I texted her and I was like I need a therapist because I'm losing it yeah. and she was like I will get on FaceTime with you for 15 minutes and we'll see what happens and wow. I was and like what
0: well, happened yeah
1: yeah I still have a, I do have a therapist so who's not Shafali? Yes. <laughs> this is amazing
0: Thank God, I don't need that. But yeah no, and do you know? But I think, like in hard times, something I, I try to do, and something I always—it's my like my go-to thing with my clients—is what's your story going to be? So, like, when you're in the hard time, in five years from now, what's the story of that time going to be? So you can go, do you know what? I was in this really dark hole. It was a rock bottom, but from that, I learned this, and I learned that, and I came out of it. And this is what happened because of it. And I always find that really helpful. But coming back to the surrender, because when you're in it, you don't want to look back on that story five years from now ago, but I didn't surrender. And I was just like, totally,
1: I was just like clawing the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so much of it comes back to, for me, you know, I have this kind of motto body first business second. Right. And so much of it for me just comes back to like, okay, we know two things for sure. One is that we're going to die. And two is that this is the only body we have this time around. And so if those are the only two things for sure, then we may as well work with our body like and really build this beautiful relationship with it. Because it is the only thing that we will have this entire lifetime for sure. Every other relationship is temporary. Every other, you know, all of our belongings are temporary. All of our situations, it's all temporary, except for our body, which of course is temporary, but it's at least we know for our lifetime. And so when it comes to surrender, you know, I just think about like, do I want to have gone through this lifetime, gripping my body? Or do I want to find ways of relaxing so that I can actually experience what it is to be here in this lifetime in this body? Because to me, that's what, yes, of course, surrender has so many emotional elements and soul elements and spiritual elements, but just simply from a body perspective, it's like, where am I holding right now? And could I let go somewhere? Yeah.
0: That's a really nice segue into to kind of what I wanted to talk to you about, because you're a bit of a spiritual junkie like me. <laughs> and so what are your kind of daily spiritual rituals or natural living and the things that you do to keep your body and your mind in check? Hmm.
1: I, I mean, in any given season of my life, they're a little bit different for the, well, though there's a few that always stay. Um, I do say that sleep is my spiritual practice. I mean, it just is like nothing is happening in my life unless I am well rested. And if I'm not well rested, I'm not going to be doing some freaking you know, 20 minute spiritual practice. Like I'm going to be taking a nap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so sleep 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 is number one um
0: and do you go to bed really early
1: I do I go to bed like 8 30 or 9
0: see you're my spirit animal that's me
1: (laughs) I do go to bed really (laughs) early so uh and then um I you know high quality water yeah I grew up in a town in Maine where the water is really great like Mm. from the tap And so I am so sensitive to bad water. Anywhere I go, I just, oh my God, I can't even drink this. And so I am a total water snob. And I understand that is such a privilege to even be able to say that because of the number of places that you cannot get access to clean water. Um, And so having great water, we have this like amazing water filter thing that we literally drove to Florida with
0: us (laughs) Um, and I would take mine as well. Yeah. Um,
1: (laughs) my cyclical tracking, so tracking my menstrual cycle knowing what day I'm on my daily energy tracker is, um, it, it used to, it was a journaling practice that I then turned into, um, a little planner that I sell now. Um, just knowing what day I'm on, how I'm feeling my physical symptoms, emotional, spiritual, um, my sexual energy, my mental energy, you know, I just track all of those things because it helps me to just really support myself for what I need at any phase of my cycle and not try to be the same every day because, you know, people with periods are cyclical in nature. And so if we try to be the same every day, we're really setting ourselves up for a lot of frustration. Um, So cyclical planning is huge. I really love pulling cards. Right now I'm super into the um, Wild Archetypes deck by Kim Krantz, Wild Archetypes Oracle. So I love pulling Oracle cards to just get some extra guidance, Um, meditation, getting my bare feet on the ground, uh, which has been a little bit harder since I just moved to Miami. That's been, I live like now in a city. So I'm like, where am I going to put my feet on the ground that hasn't been completely peed on by dogs? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm struggling a little bit with the grounding, uh, but I'm going to the beach as much as I can. And, um, you know, my girlfriends, like connecting with my girlfriends is just such a, important part of my spiritual emotional practice and just connection they just remind me of things all the time and um and it's really it's a huge part of my life it's a really really important part of my life
0: we'll be back to the episode really soon but first a quick word from our sponsors block blue light So as a busy mum and entrepreneur, there are days where I have to work into the evening. And this means being at my screen way longer than I'd prefer. So a while back, I invested in a pair of blue light blocking glasses. Now, if you've never heard of blue light blocking, let me give you a quick rundown. Natural blue light from the sun boosts our mood and alertness, but technology has meant that we're now exposed to so much artificial blue light from screens, devices, and all modern lighting. And it's really affecting our health. Artificial blue light disrupts our sleep, interferes with our hormones, and causes digital eye strain, which can lead to long-term eye health issues. Now, I've been wearing my blue light blocking glasses for a while, but it was in the second lockdown when I was homeschooling that I decided to get a pair for my five-year-old to protect him from the amount of screen time that was required for his learning. And he now wears them anytime he's at a screen and if he's watching TV after dark. We got them from Block Blue Light, who are the world's leading supplier of blue and artificial light blocking products. I chose them above some of the other brands because they're dedicated to delivering the world's most optimal and science-backed blue light glasses and blue blocking lighting solutions like light bulbs. Some benefits you might notice instantly are improved sleep, less headaches, less migraines if you suffer from them, less eye strain, and a genuine boost in your well-being as your body adjusts back to its natural circadian rhythms and let me tell you since wearing these glasses it's the first time in his whole five years that my son has slept past 7 a.m. and my most recent revelation with block blue light has been their fit over glasses because I wear glasses for TV and computer and was finding it hard to wear both but the fit over glasses are designed to slip right over your normal glasses without any heaviness or strain so you get the best of both worlds so to check out all of block blue lights incredible health boosting products including day and nighttime glasses, blue light blocking light bulbs and 100% light blocking sleep masks to help you into a deeper sleep. Visit blockbluelight.co.uk and use the code lauren10 for a 10% discount. That's blockbluelight.co.uk and use the code lauren10. Thank you to Block Blue Light. Love that you've included that into part of your spiritual practice because I think we can kind of go down this idea that in order to have a spiritual practice we have to be sitting in the lotus position you know chanting on whatever it may be and actually what brings is what brings us back to who we are and you know speaking to your girlfriends will do that for you and so that's I really love that thank you for that Mm -hmm. and what about with I know you said about Water. What other things do you practice in terms of in keeping healthy and for your kids yeah, as well? Because so like the main the main bulk of our listeners are moms, you know, into kind of healthy living and. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I've I'm this is just brand new. I'm so excited. As of today, I am off coffee. Um, I have been a big coffee drinker and I was recently got some lab work back, some hormonal lab work, and, um, my adrenals are not doing great. So I just knew that cutting out coffee would make a big impact. So I just have weaned myself off for the last week. Um, which is not, it's like a, so it's a, it's a thing that I don't do now. Um, though, if you're a coffee drinker, like you know, total high five. I'm certainly not telling you, you need to give up coffee. I only did because my body was like, hello. Um, I love movement. So whether it's a walk, going to a dance class, I love doing this um, workout online called The Class by Taryn Toomey. I'm a huge, huge fan of that. I do live stream. It's like a combination of jumping around and making noises and burpees and floor work and it's great. I love it. Um, uh, I eat, you know, I, I do my best to eat like for the most part, basically plants and uh, humanely raised animals and sustainably sourced stuff as much as possible. Um, that's a little easier to do. I will say in Maine than Miami, it's been interesting, Mm -hmm. just like food systems, just looking into food systems,
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: getting out in the, getting outside getting a little vitamin D, you know, sunshine, the sunshine vitamin so important. Um, and in terms of other health practices, I'm trying to think, do I have anything that's like out of the norm? You know, I take some supplements to help booster thing, boost things. Um,
0: you listen to your body basically. Yeah. I yeah.
1: don't think anything else that's you know, I use a tongue scraper. <laughs> I'm a big flosser. I'm a huge flosser. Um, I will I will skip washing my face over flossing.
0: Wow, that's a big one. I want to touch on on kind of your upbringing for a second because your mom, who's Dr. Christiane Northrup, is, you know, well-known, world-renowned um doctor with some amazing spiritual practices herself. And I wonder because we were talking about mums being really busy and I wonder what it was like being raised by someone who had all this stuff to do all the time and if that influenced you going into oh yeah do less mentality yeah I mean it was hard you know my mom
1: worked all the time um mm-hmm. she's still a big worker
0: <laughs> yeah I know i
1: my father yeah. she does she's You know, and I come from, it's not really just my mom. It's like my whole maternal lineage is just a long line of strong, industrious women. You know, it's beautiful. Like uh, my, my family tells this funny story that my mom had this college boyfriend and I guess like he was visiting her in her home, you know, her childhood home. And apparently he had like, fallen asleep on the couch or something. I don't exactly know the scenario, but there had been a big snowstorm and there was a, there was somebody who had gotten their car stuck in the driveway. And my granny came out to like help the person with the car stuck in the driveway. My mom grew up in Western New York and there's so much snow there. And she like shoves this guy awake and she's, she's, (laughs) she's just basically like, get up. And she goes, you know, Around here, the men are men and the women help them. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, you know, that's a very like 19, 1950s, 1960s thing to say. But, but my, my grandmother's life motto has been don't ask for a lighter pack, ask for a stronger back. Mm-hmm. So there really is just like this whole ethos of strength above all. And so I think I'm really here to just learn about softness mm-hmm. and learn about like, how can we be strong and soft? How can we make a huge impact and also receive help? How can we, you know, create these interconnected webs of support so that we're not feeling like we have to hold up the world on our shoulders? And it's, it's from witnessing my mom, but it's from witnessing every other you know ambitious woman in our culture who thinks that her worth is based on what she does
0: yeah it's releasing some of those ancestral ties i guess yeah but on the flip side i guess you wouldn't have come to this had you have not have been ra- raised by that kind of yeah. that lineage and
1: i love it i mean i love yeah. it like the women in the northrop family are just you know incredible my my grandmother was the oldest north american woman to ever make it to mount everest base camp at the age of 84 you know it's like it's like you just gotta love that (laughs) you know it's amazing to just like wow the can-do attitude i mean i just i love it too so it's it's such a blessing that feeling of of I am capable. I can make a big contribution. I can go out in the world and do the things I want to do, especially, you know, for my mother's generation where my, my grandmother wanted to be a park ranger, for example, and that was not an option for her. And she ended up having six kids and being a stay at home mom. Um, and she had some careers after, um, but it was such a big deal, you know, for my mom that she could even go to medical school and become a doctor. And, and of course, you know, my generation stands on her shoulders on, on all the shoulders of the generations to come. So there's always a shadow and always a light. Nice yeah. to All of it.
0: And then on the flip side as well, you know, I guess you were also raised by someone who taught you how to balance your chakras. So I guess <laughs> <laughs> there's that too, you know? yeah. You win some, you lose some. Totally. Totally. But I think, you know, in America specifically, I mean, you know, the whole kind of system everywhere is not great. And I say system, you know, encompassing kind of that whole thing. But in America, specifically with maternity leave, like you guys have it really bad there. I, it's I was terrible. Sure. There is
1: none. I mean, it's sort yeah. of like you kind of get 12 weeks, maybe sort of six weeks. My mom dropped me off at daycare at six weeks old she had to get back to the hospital and I just remember with both of my kids like holding them at six weeks old and being like what you know. I can't imagine just dropping them off and going back to full-time work right now
0: no I mean I know what, it's bad and what sort of generation of humans is that system creating as well which, where babies aren't allowed to bond with their mothers it's I couldn't believe I was totally shocked when I saw that, you know, when I heard that the maternity system was like that in the States and are there kind of campaigns against that, because here we've got loads of like, you know, flexible working campaigns for parents and stuff like that.
1: There are. Um, (laughs) I think that in the current moment uh, with the pandemic, they have been overshadowed um, because everyone's just home with their kids now, you know, having to work. So yes. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think that my angle on that has been to help as many women start their own businesses as possible. So they get to make their own rules. Right. I'm I'm more of a, like, I love people who are all about changing the system. I'm all about leaving the system. <laughs> <laughs> I am just like the system sucks. Absolutely. I'll be over here if you would like to come with me. So um, that's my methodology. But I also, I mean, Of course, I would be, you know, I'd love, like, I think the United States needs to get it together in terms of caring about families and life. I mean, that's ultimately the problem is that our whole system of commerce does not take into consideration the fact that humans run it. And so it needs to be life giving. Mm-hmm. And all, the way we run businesses, the way we do commerce is not aligned with the pulse and the rhythm of life and what is life giving. And that's, you know, why our planet is so depleted. It's why our bodies are so depleted. Um, it's not doing anybody any favors.
0: Absolutely. While you, you got into the subject of helping helping women to start their own businesses, let's talk about that a little bit and your origin mastermind. Um, which I'd love to hear a bit about because I'm an entrepreneur myself and a mom who kind of needs all that stuff. So yes. tell me what that's all about. Yeah, so we have so we have
1: two different things. We have a mastermind and we have a membership. The mastermind only runs once a year. It's it's just for eight women. It's very small. But the membership, uh, we have women all over the globe who come to really learn how to have a lived experience of embodied abundance, you know, really that they're like, their needs are met, their financial needs are more than met, they're making more than enough money, they're working fewer hours, they are, they are experiencing abundance without the burnout, you know, and so it's really a model of doing business based on the do less methodology that is about making more money while working less so that you can actually enjoy and savor your life.
0: And it is possible, right? To do
1: less and make more. It is possible. It is possible. That's actually the number one thing I hear from our members is, you know, the result that I experienced was I am making more money and I am working fewer hours. So I don't, I don't just say that, like, that's what they tell me. So that's then what I tell other people.
0: I think it's being recognized a lot more now. I know that I, you know, like I said, I was such a control freak, but I hired, a va for the first time a few months ago and it's been life-changing for me and for sure i'm being able to look after myself more. i mean we're in lockdown here in the uk and i've got two kids home i'm running two businesses <laughs> but at the same time i have got more time and i'm getting more done and therefore i'm earning more money because i'm remaining in my zone of genius um, exactly. so i do think it is possible with certain practices and and i think your um your methodology around that is great So, you know, I'd love women to kind of explore, you know, women entrepreneurs to explore that your origin programs. Um, And another thing I've heard you talk about, which I love is for any business launch or life event, you have kind of a series of practices that you follow. And I'd love you to talk me through that.
1: Yeah, so when we do, one of the things that uh, I did recently, inspired by my friend, Nisha Moodley, was I built an altar to the soul of my business because we really have a tendency as uh, women entrepreneurs to like enmesh ourselves so that we see our, the business as us and we, and the, we are the business. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's very healthy. Um, so when I heard Nisha talking about the soul of our business and that it is, we are here to tend to the soul of our business in a similar way that like our children... You know, we might want them to be this, that, or the other thing, but like our children have their own soul. Like they came in to be them and it's our job to support our children to become who they are, not to turn them into who we want them to be. Mm -hmm. Same thing with our businesses. Our businesses have this soul essence that is not us. And so I built this altar to the soul of my business. And that's been really helpful for me creating space and boundaries and separation and really creating more space for myself um, in my daily life so that I'm not like absorbed into my business. And um, so when I do like a launch or, you know, open enrollment for Origin or something I really, I sit at the altar to the soul of my business and I, I just ask, you know, I ask what's needed. I, I, I visualize, I light a candle, I pull a card. I imagine, you know, I visualize, um, like i I usually have a goal of the number of enrollments I would like to have. And, and I really think about like that, those humans. So I don't think about it in terms of, of course, it, there's a connected revenue goal, but I really think about it. These are human beings, you know? Mm-hmm. And like if I do an Instagram live or if I do, you know, a podcast or if I do a webinar, right? Like we can get so caught up in the numbers and, oh, I wanted it to be XYZ, whatever. But I'm like, wow, like imagine if a hundred people came to my door. And we're like, I want to sign up for your thing. That would feel really different. And so that's the weird thing about online business is that it can become very disembodied. So my practices are really about connecting in with not only the soul of my business, but also the soul of the humans who this work is going to impact. And then I think about the ripple effect of how the work is going to then impact their daughters and impact their communities and, you know, uh, ultimately, change the world because I'm here to do my part in that sort of contribution. So, um, you know, I actually will, will see like little, little, uh, you know, kind of threads of light connecting meet my laptop to like the laptops or mobile devices of all the people who are going to join around the globe. And I kind of see this web and then we put out the call and we see who shows up.
0: I just love that so much. That's just such a, a a lovely ritual to take on. And what's on the altar?
1: Um, well, it was in Maine. It's been disassembled because I gave up my office space. But <laughs> what was on the altar? I have a little one. I have a little one here. I have my little, I have some, some crystals. Um, I had at home, I had um, this really beautiful rainbow, um, puzzle this like wooden rainbow puzzle that's my daughter's um because I to represent um diversity and just bringing in all different kinds of people I had a beautiful some thank you notes written by previous clients um I had um a little like this little tile of um of a dove being released from two hands that I got at the, um, cathedral of the sacred heart in Paris. I had, what else was on there? Oh, I had my do less planner because that's one of like the main, you know, foundational elements of the business. Um, so those are some of the things, but you know, altar building is like a whole thing and I don't know much about it, but I just like to put things on there that represent, and I like to add and subtract and rearrange and kind of keep it, keep it moving.
0: Yeah. And do you have any other rituals then before a launch or life event? Um, Sometimes we'll get together like with
1: our team on the phone or on zoom and we'll all set the intention together. So we'll say the goal, you know, we, we, our intention is that, you know, this, this program will impact the lives of a hundred women who will then go on to be able to, you know, double their income while working half as much so that they can, you know, take a bath when they want to, take a nap when they want to, heal their adrenal fatigue, um, go to their children's ballet recital, you know, like stuff like that. And then we just uh, go around and each person sets a little intention, kind of like you do before your podcast. Um, And it's, it's really nice to bring everyone into that too.
0: Yeah, that's really gorgeous. I've heard you speaking about it before and I've definitely taken that on. It's really inspired me to have these kind of rituals before starting Anything Big. Um, So thank you for sharing those. At the end of each episode, I ask a series of kind of quick fire questions called all about you to get the listeners to know the guests a little bit more. So are you ready? I am ready. Awesome. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given?
1: Let it be easy.
0: Hmm the best way to know who you really are
1: to notice uh what for me to notice what brings me to tears that's always like always like a great gauge of truth for me Mm -hmm. and and what what moves me is always a great indication of who who i really am what i what really matters to me
0: i love that um what's your worst habit
1: Mm, what a great question (laughs) um Right now, it's like obsessively looking at real estate listings. <laughs> I, have this, I just I took all social media off my phone a while ago. Um, so I don't really do... It used to be... My worst habit used to be mindless, mindlessly scrolling Instagram, but I don't do that anymore, which is such a blessing. Um, but now I like to get on Zillow and look at real estate. I love doing that as
0: well, by the way. Yes. Even if we're not looking, it's like the... And then I say to my husband... No, there's this house here. I know. You know it's very just... practical. Like we're not moving at the moment, you know. It's very much like a grass is
1: greener kind of thing. It's probably not, but I also find it so inspiring, and I love to see the inside of houses. I just love it so much.
0: Well, we took it one step further because I decided this year that we're moving to America. Oh wow! <laughs> you <laughs> I should know. move to Miami. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I'm there. I'm there. If you're there, I'm there. <laughs> I mean, I decided on the most random place in America, and then I started looking up real estate in that place because my friend went there. She was like, it's a spiritual Mecca. What's it uh, called? Asheville. Oh, yeah. Asheville's amazing. I'm moving to
1: Asheville. I've decided. It's fabulous in Asheville. Yeah, right. I think you'll love it.
0: <laughs> I mean, I properly researched it, came to my husband with like, look, we could buy this land. We could buy a ranch. We could do this. We could do that. He was like, Let's... you know, in all honesty, though, the one thing that this, when we talk about surrender one thing that these lockdowns have done for us has it, it's really kind of put me into a very deep introspection yeah. and all the things that were within my comfort zone like I don't want to leave my family I don't want to leave my parents which I still don't it's pushing me towards my purpose and I think with yeah. many people it's really pushed them out of their comfort zones to think right yeah. what do we need in our lives truly to be in our purpose in our element you know what is my soul's purpose right now and I need to move towards that so I wasn't joking when I came to my husband with these properties in Asheville and he's totally up for it
1: so this year this time is really I think it is squeezing people and and it's either squeezing them into collapse or it's squeezing people into like what do I really want yeah and um, we're in very much the same place it's really interesting
0: yeah yeah. I think so many people are. Okay. If you could raid one person's brain and retain the same information, who would it be? Oprah. Oprah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And lastly, one thing that motherhood has taught you that you wouldn't have learned otherwise.
1: Oh my God. That like life is not about getting things done. It's just about being there.
0: Yeah. That really is probably the most profound motherhood lesson. Yep. Kate, thank you so much. Where can people find you?
1: Yes. So you can find me. um, Please head over to katenorthrup.com where you can get, uh, depending on when this comes out, you can get something good for free. (laughs) I don't know which thing it's going to be, but I do have a do less uh, weekly planning ritual that is one of my standbys. I didn't say it as part of my spiritual practice, but I should have. Um, That's such a great marketer. (laughs) (laughs) which is really how I set my week up for a do less, have more week. Um, And you can get that for free over on the website. And then um, you can follow me on Instagram at Kate Northrup um, is the best place to connect.
0: Awesome. We'll put that all in the show notes, but thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom and just being so, so honest and so present and so transparent. And um, I really, really enjoyed it. Thanks Lauren. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to Recondition today. I'd be so grateful if you could subscribe and maybe even leave a review if you enjoyed this episode. And better still, if you could share with friends and family who could benefit from the content, that's what I'd really love. I just want us to share the love so that everyone can understand how to use an integrative approach to life and health. For more free resources, visit laurenvacneen.co.uk and laurenvacneencoaching.com.